As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. Welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void. Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 339. And today we're going to be dipping into some sci-fi horror indies that had a very small budget, but were able to make possible magic. Okay. <laughs> One of them is The Dark Lurking from 2009. You can watch that on Tubi or Amazon. And the other is... Future Fear from 2021, and that's on Tubi and Amazon. Yeah, so you can watch. I think it's on Freebie for both of those and Tubi, so you got it. But yeah, these are some sci-fi horror movies that are going to be low, low budget. Not the top echelon of acting, but there's things about it that you may or may not like about it. So we're going to get into that today. We like diving into some random ones just now and then just to see where what we see. Because you never know. Sometimes when you dig through the pile of online movies that you haven't seen, you find a gem and you're like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. I like that one, you know? Right. But... Other than that, Christina, how are you? What's going on? I am excited because I'm getting a new refrigerator. Oh, yeah. This week, I'm very excited. I've had this same refrigerator for 13 years with a broken door (laughs) that, you know, you have to like, when you You shut the door, you have to like jimmy rig it to get it to close, you know, every single time you open it. So I'm very excited to be getting, and it's like a French door. Fridge, well, I guess they way all are fancier now. than we are with the drawer freezer. Yeah, so. we got a. It's got a. It's a. It's a it self temperature. There's like a drawer inside the fridge that stays at a cooling temperature of your desire. So you can set it to like 42 degrees. Or if you have wine and you want white wine chilled in your fridge, you don't need to self refrigerate. No, I listen to me. I, I, I've watched all about this. If you have like maybe like a birthday or ice cream cake, you can put it in there at a certain temperature where it won't melt. But it'll stay soft. And they even have a soft uh, soft box right. where you can put ice cream in so that it's not hard when you dig into it. Right. And it does the same thing. It's, which is... It's pretty wild. It's kind of normal for everybody who has a refrigerator, but you don't understand, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I have had, you know, the top freezer. We're, you know, we're adults regu- now, by the like way. Like regular old-fashioned refrigerator my whole life so this is a very big deal to yeah, me we got water and we're ice. even gonna try to get the the ice maker and the water maker to work in the refrigerator which i've also have never had before that's right that's right look out so. elon musk look out mars rover mission 
This is <laughs> this is next in line. <laughs> Some vi- I am I'm very excited, but wh- how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I can't wait to eat our delicious foods out of the refrigerator. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait till we start yelling at each other about the fucking ice maker too, because. <laughs> It's not you know, gonna work. It's not fucking working. I was gonna have to put it on fucking zero. Why is this being so loud? <laughs> yeah, what's that noise? It's a ghost. No, wait, it's the ice maker. Murray says hello to everybody, of course. He's begging for treats up here. Per <laughs> usual. He demands things and he needs them right away. What have I been up to? Oh, you have been up to selling your VHS collection? Oh, that's right, yeah. We uh have been dipping into our my VHS collection to sell off. I sold a copy of the video, video Dead. Yeah. It was a really decent copy too. Like it really was. I was very proud to have that one. That's probably, you know, it's one of those like shot on video found footage or it's one of the <laughs> it's one of those shot on video movies that is just really good, very creative and super interesting and fun. And it came with the Terror Vision, like Blu-ray, the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always had the VHS and man, that thing sold for a lot. Yay. But it was uh, selling for a lot more and it actually had sold for a lot more. And I actually did it for far less. So well, yeah. I didn't want to be a douche about it because I know a yeah, lot of those guys lie. Exactly. So Price um, gouge. You didn't price gouge. Right. But thank you. I'm th- I'm thankful for that because now I'm trying to get a new computer because holy shit, dude. I got this computer like six years ago and now it's like I can't even put Windows 11 on the motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm trying to like save up some money so that like we can maybe do some more 4K editing. Because right now, I mean, I can do 4K editing, but it is chugs. It takes forever to render mm-hmm. like 4K video. And if I have that new computer... I'll be able to fucking edit for movies and stuff. So hire me. I'm uh, here to help you. Yeah. If anybody needs any work done, by the way, for their YouTube videos as well, or movies or something like that, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm not good at color correction. So don't ask me to do that. You can hire somebody else, (laughs) (laughs) but editing, I can do it in a specific way that you want. Not like I do on my YouTube videos. That's just kind of like done in a way to get done. Right. I know how to edit. I'm just, you know, for the YouTube videos, that is not a good example for movies. They're like, well, you're chopping every other word, Alex. The movie's just chopping around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so I'm excited about that. We're selling some of the movies. It kind of hurts a little bit, but uh, the guy I sold it to is coming back and he's going to pick up a few more, hopefully. And uh, he's a good collector. So I feel better about it going to a home that like, you know, mm-hmm. that actually be appreciating it i didn't sell everything but you know it, it is hard like i have a couple that aren't even really worth anything it's just my sentimental value for them you know mm-hmm. like i got the brain on vhs and i got the city of the living dead on vhs Dude, you got never-ending story from the 80s in a clamshell oh yeah well i found out that 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 thing may or may not be worth a lot of money. That's the scary part. It's like you see somebody online, they got it minted, like actually checked out, and it's got an 8.0 score for $6,000. nobody's going to pay that. I mean, hey, I'm just saying, like somebody actually went and paid three or $400 to check out the value of that thing and then marked it at $6,000. Ridiculous. (laughs) My copy isn't that, that 
valuable, but still, I mean, even if it was 500, I would still, that would be a lot, right? Right. You know? It's still I, cool. It's cool yeah. looking. Like I could actually pay our bills with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there's some a bunch of stuff coming out here recently. There's a bunch of new movies. I just watched a fuck ton of trailers last night, Christina. Yeah. Of all these movies that are coming out the, this year. Like to me, this year has been kind of eh mm-hmm. as far as horror movies go. Mm-hmm. Like normally I have to kind of pick and choose through a bunch. And this year has been kind of eh. Even when I've been watching it on my own and, you know, trying to catch up with ones that I missed and stuff like that. And I can't really do a review of them and stuff. There's a lot of stuff coming out. And there's a lot of goddamn, there's a lot of releases coming out. Like fucking Scream Factory announced that fucking three movie set mm-hmm. of um demons. Right. You know, and I had to get that, which, you know. That was like a hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like a 4K of the first one and then a Blu-ray of the second one, which they've already had, but it has extra stuff on it. And they had the third one, which has never gotten a release on Blu-ray. So, or mm-hmm. DVD for that matter. So I had to get those. And then we got the blob. I still need to get that. So I am dying over here, guys. This is too much. Too many too fucking many movies. There's too many movies coming out and I'm too fucking broke. You right. Know? I got to fucking suck a lot of dick just to get the fucking... Money to get this up, you know what I mean, Christina? Kisses aren't even the same between us, so. It's fucking gross. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, Christina's got some uh, interesting uh, news for us today. I got a doozy. Happy Monday! Oh, fuck, it's Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. Wake up, get up, out of the fucking bed. Christina's got some joy that she'll inject into your head. It's probably fucking fucked. Let's do it anyway. It's our new segment called Happy Fucking Monday. And in, uh, I hope you're not eating anything news. Christina's got a doozy for us. So, okay. (laughs) Okay. So a couple days, a few days ago. I came across a press conference going on in Georgia where a couple is is suing a hospital. Now, yeah, this is pretty rare. Um, so uh, this couple was having their first child. So she goes into labor. She goes to the hospital. Mm-hmm. There, um, uh, she, you know, she goes into labor. the The baby starts coming out. The doctor pulled on the baby's head. And it turns out the baby had shoulder dystoria. So the, which means like the, the, the shoulders became like stuck. In the birth it, canal. Yeah. In the vaginal canal. <laughs> right. So, uh, so she then, said vagina. I'm just kidding. So I said vaginal. I know. I'm just being stupid. Jesus. This isn't the time for this. Okay. Yeah, this I is know, serious. This is not a joke. So they took her into the operating room for a C-section because because of this uh this shoulder dysphoria thing i don't know much about the birthing process because i've never done it wait so what is it called so you know. dysphoria 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 sorry dysphoria okay so they took her into the operating room for a c-section right so they when they opened her up uh the feet and the body came out but the head was stuck in the vaginal oh, canal. God. Okay, so the doctor, um, oh, the doctor so terrible, decapitated dude. the baby by pulling when, on it too hard when she pulled on it beforehand. Oh, my so, God! So there's a lot of miscon 
misconduct here going on because apparently i guess the policy and procedure for the hospital is like you're supposed to call in another doctor when you have to, troubles when you're having troubles like that you're not supposed to pull right you're supposed I to get a second opinion the doctor pulled he was like come on he's like putting his foot up on her on her leg but that's not all that went on okay uh so uh that's not all that went on this and let me just this is a young couple this is their first child that's terrible so um the hospital didn't allow them to hold the baby. They never heard the baby cry. They didn't tell them what happened to the baby. Um, to the point where they they were demanding to see the child. So what they did is they wrapped the, the child. The headless uh, child. The headless child up in a blanket really tight and placed the head Ugh. on top. And allowed them to look at the baby through glass through the glass you know that you can see um and then they took pictures and everything and i saw the pictures and it was very disturbing oh my god so they did it so fucking christ just so you have an idea too so she went into like the family took pictures yeah the family took pictures oh my god dude this is this well of course they they didn't even like barely even see the child like so she went into labor on the 9th. They didn't tell her what happened until the 13th. Gee, no wonder they were screaming for their fucking child. Right. Dude, what is it's going on up, with people? Dude. Like, why would you not just say that there was complications and we weren't able to... Yeah. I don't... I, I, oh, I, I don't God. exactly... Can you imagine being the family No, that? not at all. Nobody wanted to tell anybody. That's what the problem was. Nobody wanted to step up and be an adult. Right. Because they didn't want to get in trouble because they felt like they were going to get it in fucked tr- up. Yeah. They fucked up the hospital. The op- That's what ultimately happens. The and doctor probably told all the nurses and everybody like, you better not the, say anything. So the lawyers, because I heard about all this from the press conference from the lawyers and they have like three separate lawyer. One is for misconduct. One's for fraud. And they are going to, and they're go, they're not just going after the doctor. They're going after the hospital, the it's nurses. Be, is that manslaughter? I don't know. I would assume that would be manslaughter. I don't, I would think so. But, but then the, does the malpractice cover that? Like, I don't so know. that there's no harm? Cause like, what is he doing? Well, I, I don't know. I have no idea about any was of this. Was she really tiny? Like the mom? The, yes. She That's was why. short. She, the 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 and the baby looked big. She didn't have so, what they call birthing hips. Yes, yeah, so, but you don't. I don't. I'm pretty. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to pull. <laughs> I mean, somewhat. I mean, I right? think you're supposed like. Well, the, that's why they tell the, the mother to push. to push. Right, right. I don't, because I guess that, he's like, here, hold on, let me get some chains. <laughs> It's horrible. Tie it to his legs. No, stop, and just stop. It's start inappropriate. Start wrenching that bitch Alex, out. Alex, it's inappropriate. Don't. It's Jeez. very inappropriate. I'm sorry. It's all I could do to not be horrified. I was horrified when I. That is, I mean, when Jesus. When I was like, they you... decapitated the baby. Oh my God. What the fuck? What, I can only imagine you... his eyes. Like when he, when he did it, he was like, oh shit. The He's doctor, like, yeah. He like tried to put it back. Like, uh. All right, I'm sorry. I'm I'm done. Okay, that that was the story I had to share with you all because if I have to be in shock and horror, so do you. That's a really fucked up story, guys. They're gonna own that hospital, though. I'm telling you, that well, hospital's. I'm mine. sorry for your lunches. Enjoy your kebabs or whatever the hell you're eating. Appreciate your time yes, here. This poor couple. And yeah. Did you say kebab? The fuck is wrong with you? 
Yeah, I gotta just, we gotta move on, Christina. This is too much, man. Yeah, so now it's time for some sci fi horror. Happy Monday, everybody. So now, Jesus Christ. That's probably the darkest one we've done on this fucking podcast. And I think it's because it's so fresh that it's like so terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it literally happened last month. Oh, was it last month? Oh, then it's okay. No, I'm kidding. I just, I'll stop. I can't stop making jokes because. I'm very uncomfortable. Okay. I know. I yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so uh yeah, we do have a couple of movies to talk about today and I cannot wait to talk about them. So now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes. <laughs> this has a whole new meaning. <laughs> to stop. Of the dark lurking from 2009. And Future Fear from 2021. And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. So, all right, Christina did the work on this one. Even though I picked them, although we picked them together, kind of, because I, I did. I you showed I me gave trailers. Her, I you gave forced. her trailers of like like ten movies, and then I was like, okay, which two do you want to watch? Oh, the mistakes I've made. Anyway, The Dark Lurking was released <laughs> on DVD December twenty fifth, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. The eight remaining survivors of a secret research facility barricade themselves away from a horde of ancient and deadly creatures. Ooh. Tagline. In space, terror knows no bounds. All right. That's really like a play on words, I think. Yeah. They're trying to be like, in space, no one hears you scream. Yeah. Knows no bounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, written and directed by Gregory Connors. Gregory Connors. He did a movie called Hindsight from 1999 and the Legacy Awards from 2022. Hmm. Uh, and then starring, we have Tonia Renee Hamrick's. Hammerich, yeah. Yeah. Who plays Lena. Uh, lots of uncredited background work in movies like Elvis. Oh, really? Godzilla vs. Kong and San Andreas. She was the chick that ran past the window when the wave crashed into it. Probably. In probably. Hey, man, that's still work. Yep. Yep. Uh, we also have Brent Kennedy, who plays Michaels. Uh, he was in Daybreakers from 2009. Oh, yeah. That movie I like. Uh-huh. Yeah. He was in Sing as King. Mm-hmm. From 2008 and did stunts in Independence Day, the original. Nice. Uh, we have Ozzy Divish. Devrish. Devrish, who plays Kirkland, not the Costco brand. Ozzy Devrish. You gotta say it like that. This is an Ozzy mm, film. No. He was in Mega Shark versus Colossus from 2015 and Mega Shark versus Mega Shark Erner. from 2014. Erner. <laughs> I watch too much Hassan. He says that all the time. Because oh. <laughs> it's an Australian accent. We have uh, Rosalind Van Dorn, who plays uh, Utani. Utani, yeah. Yeah, was in ICU from 2009. Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Utani. Hmm, I wonder where that's from. I guess we'll talk about it later. Oh, it must be in the trivia. We also have Dirk uh, Fal- Falger. Falger. Falger, who plays... Koenig. 
And he was also in ICU from 2009. He was also in Star Trek Beyond from 2016, The Predator 2018, and Daybreakers 2009. I must have been an Australian film. They must have filmed out there. That's the one with, uh, what's his name? Willem Dafoe in it, right? I think so. And uh, that other guy was the vampire movie. Daybreakers, Yeah. yeah. It's really yeah. cool. It's actually a really good movie. I forget about it. We have Anthony Edwards who plays Dare. Does keep kids off drugs? Yeah. He was in Sea Patrol from 2009 and Skateboarder Die from 2018. Skateboarder Die? Skateboarder Die. Dude, that was an old term back in the day. When I we know, were right? Skaters. It was called Skater Die. Yeah, Skater Die. This one's Skateboarder Die. Wasn't there die. like a, a game called Skater Die? I think it was. There was a game called Skate or Die. And then there was TC Surf Shop. Okay. Anyway, those are the skateboard games back when Nintendo was like. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Uh, the budget on this is about a million dollars. So uh, estimated. We don't know for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, and what do you think about this fine film of the dark lurking, Alex? Well, Christine, I'm so glad that you asked me about this film. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so I, I watched the, the trailer of this. Somehow, some way, I never saw this movie. To be honest with you, I didn't really like the cover. Mm-hmm. It kind of looked generic. Right. A little too on the nose. A little 2090. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But they do have two two covers, one of which I do like a little bit more, but it's a little harder to decipher what's on the poster, so they probably want something with a little bit more simpler and on the nose because they weren't really reaching the market that they wanted. And sometimes that happens, you know, with like a cover of a movie. People just are not interested, so it just doesn't get any buzz. It's hard to get buzz, to be honest. Like, there's so many movies that are put out these days, even good ones get forgotten about. Right. But dark sci-fi alien in a corridor, you know, throwback to the 80s and 90s sci-fi films, clearly. Like, imagine, if you will, a story about a bunch of soldiers trapped on a base on a planet that's overrun with mutating alien virus that infects people into mutant zombie-like creatures with weird fleshy penis aliens and swamp-like thing tentacle creatures and science experiments gone wrong, people human beings being tested on blood gore and more it's the year 2017 by the way which is just a few years ago (laughs) a a ragtag group of folks are stranded in a secret underground facility so i mean what does that sound like to you aliens yes sounds like aliens christina good call by the way i'm I'm very proud of you that was that was an easy one that was a guess (laughs) Um, but it's a it's a mile below the surface of Earth, fighting off flesh eating beasties in an experiment gone very wrong. While trying to survive long enough to find a radio call to help get help and get back to the surface in one piece. Sounds like aliens, but it has like this sort of dead space feel to it. So they got this like mutating thing, and then even a little bit of like religion thrown into it a little bit, you know. Like, I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's a reason why these things are happening. Uh-oh, are they trying to convert us? Yeah, it's got, like, a Doom feel to it. You know, it feels like what the Doom movie could have been a little bit more if they went the gore route. Uh-huh. But surprisingly, you know, for the budget that they had, even if it was only 200000 which is what they said they started out with, that they put $200,000 in, I don't know if they did, like, a Kickstarter or, like, crowdfunded campaign or something like that. That's why I was confused. It's a, it's a little hard to find information on this on uh, a little bit. I did do some, I, I read some interviews with all the cast and everything like that. There was only like maybe two interviews with the actual director. So it was really interesting 
Like he did no publicity on that one. So, but I I assume it's between two hundred thousand and a million, which is saying something. It is a feat to be able to pull something like this off because just the sets alone were really creative and actually worked. They didn't look like cheap, shitty sets. They looked like low budget, but not cheap. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a really good job with it. The weirdest thing about this fucking movie, though, is there's two things. I mean, obviously, the acting is terrible. Um, it's not the worst acting I've ever seen, but it is not the best acting I've ever seen either. And they chose to dub everybody's voices. And I can only imagine that the sound that they got for the movie was somehow botched or it didn't work because this is an Ozploitation film. And the last time I checked, a lot of Oz people speak English. So... (laughs) I'm not really sure why they would dub a movie over people who are acting that speak English. It's not like they're their speaking. Their accents aren't that thick either. Yeah, it's not so. their, I don't think it was their second language. You know what I mean? <laughs> that makes kind of sense why they would do something like that from a production standpoint. So I don't know what happened. Maybe there was like, it was picking up too much hum and they couldn't fix it in post or something like that. So they just said, all right, we're just going to have to go in and dub it. But the dubs did not match the lips, Christina. They did not match the lips. But I just said, oh, okay, treat it like your Italian horror movies, you know? Like, who cares, you know? Right. Like, you've seen a million of these sci-fi horror action movies from from Italy, so why can't you just enjoy it? And eventually, yeah, it just kind of fixed itself a little bit. Now, I will say that this movie does have a lot of dialogue, okay? Now, there are it, there is a lot of gore one of the downfalls, the other downfalls I found about this film is that the shite was that the shots were too fucking close. So it was almost like you couldn't really tell what was going on in camera because everything was like a close up shot. And I'm not sure if it was because they didn't have much room to like pull the camera back or there was edges that they had to keep out or what what the reason was. But it was really hard to see what I wanted to see a lot of times. Uh-huh. So that kind of wore on me a little bit after a while. The dialogue, the 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 long dialogue segments that they did have, the samey scenery. It was like, oh, they're going through another air duct again. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Great. It's only until like halfway through the movie that they get to another section that actually has lights and the camera isn't focused like two inches away from their face. You know what I mean? Like it's not that close up of a shot. I felt like I kept wanting to pull my head back this whole movie. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this just kind of minor gripes with it. The story of it is kind of interesting. They did do all out practical effects. So these like mutant people that are like zombies or whatever, they're like scaly, freakish, like underwater beasts slash, I don't know, mixture. And then there's like very many forms of them. There's like this swamp like creature guy. There's people changing into these zombie type ones that have no eyes that have like all these spiky teeth. There's like another one that looks like a penis on on the top of the head. (laughs) And it's like there's a variety of stuff. So you really have to applaud this movie because a lot of people would just take one alien. They'll be like, that's it. That's all we need. And we'll build this whole movie around it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they knew that they didn't have the chops to do the atmosphere like something like an alien movie right that's like king of the crop type shit right there you know 
everybody wanted to be alien or aliens and 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 there's it's probably the most ripped off movie in history of all time yeah like it's one of those things so i don't really mind it so much because this is a movie that's intending to be sort of a throwback but there were some pretty heavy you know boring parts in it yeah there was and you know it's pretty typical story wise for the most part although i do like the twist that they had in it that i haven't really seen too much in a movie but it's kind of i like how they treated it as a very physical way it just kind of made it interesting that way like they they have this this thing about religion in it that is kind of interesting and i really like that um but it like like i said you gotta wait an hour before you get into that (laughs) and is it worth it and yeah and i mean you do get to see a lot of fucking creatures getting shot and stuff but it's mostly just people having convulsions and people just firing a gun and shaking their arms and you know the post effects do all the rest of the work but there is a lot of blood there is a lot of gore some head stomping some stabbing some you know explosions some people like you know just a ton of stuff that is in here that you would not expect from a million dollar budget movie but they really did try and you have to admire them even if it is like dubbed it's an exploitation film and maybe they dubbed it intentionally i don't know but christina i I would say that this is probably like a 5.5 maybe a six at most but you gotta really put all of your weight on the gore and the practical effects to really get to that level. And it wasn't enough. Yeah. For a lot of people, it won't it be. It wasn't enough. I still admire it, though, for what it did. So it's hard for me to rank it low because I've seen movies that had a million dollars that were just garbage. I'm not going to compare this to other movies. I'm going to just compare it to well, You've seen other movie. movies. So you have to. <laughs> anyway, I think this movie felt a lot like a video game to me. Yeah. Like Doom. It, Doom in particular. Oh, is that a video game? I thought yeah. it was a movie. It was a movie, but it was based from a game. Oh, was it? Yeah. From Wolfenstein to Doom to... Anyway, it looked like a video game to me because, like, you kept saying they were doing close-up shots, like, Mm -hmm. which was annoying, and the camera kept shaking, especially especially in the beginning, the camera just kept shaking. It was fucking annoying to me. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And then the you mentioned the bad dubbing but i thought the dialogue and the acting together was terrible to the point where the dubbing you think it might cheese it up a little bit it did it it yeah. did it. it it just ugh. and then there was all these slow parts which didn't help and then i i thought all the characters were whiny and complaining Okay. You know, and the the plot was kind of lame to me. I One mean, of the characters it, just really pissed me off, but she, but you know, like right. She they, she gets her but just desserts. I think they were all just annoying, like just oh, they just complaining and gossipy and bitching at one another. Oh, annoying. But anyway. Uh, I thought the plot was kind of lame. I mean, it did kind of turn around towards the end, but it was just too late. It was just like too little too late, you know, so it didn't like make up for itself. I did think the creatures were cool and they like ate people, uh, which is kind of cool. I didn't know if, but then I couldn't figure out if were these aliens or were these zombies or was like a mixture or infection. I don't know what's fucking going on. I don't know what these things are. But that's okay. Anyway, the, it was decent effects for a low-budget film. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... The effects weren't, like, that cheesy. Not as cheesy as the dialogue. Right. It, it looked it looked above its, its pay grade. Right. But, yeah, it was just... It was so slow to me that the end didn't make up for it. So, I think it's, like, a 3 out of 10. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. I did not like this. I apologize. Okay. No, you don't have to apologize. I'm just like three out of ten, man. I just, uh, uh, yeah. Mm, wow. I wasn't in a good mood. It didn't put me in a better mood. Okay. So a 4.5 out of 10 between the two of us. So, I mean, that probably averages out because I'm a little high. You're always a little low. Right. You, you like give everything zeros if you could. I could. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't. Uh, so yeah, it's like a 4.5 on the BTV scale. So, uh, it, it, uh, I, there are people that like this. I didn't mind it as much. It's a little boring, but if you really consider the amount of money that's put into it, you have to give it some leeway. That's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be super entertaining, but you know, it's, it, it leaned on its, on its laurels, like what it had, which was, you know, practical effects and gore. Mm -hmm. And it had a, you know, an idea that it could do some sort of retro, bring back some like cool movies again. You know what I mean? Like that right. they like. Right. But, you know, it's a lot harder than it looks. You know, it's not like, oh, let's just go make a movie. You know, I so. know, but I don't make movies. I watch them. So I didn't like watching this one. So there you go. Well, you don't. It's <laughs> not what I was saying, <laughs> by the way. I don't even know where you got that from. <laughs> I don't think I saw any CGI. Did you? No, not in this one. Yeah, like at all. It wasn't in this one. So at least they knew that much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. That's why I'm saying that That anyway. So we do have a little bit of trivia. There's not much on the next one, though. That's for sure. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go over some of the trivia now. And if you want to see this movie, like we said, you can watch it on Tubi. You can watch it on uh, the Prime, which is through the, uh, what was it? Freebie. You know what it is? It's like a freebie. Yeah. Well, if you go to Amazon Prime, it will show up in there. Yeah. You can just do a search. It'll do it for you. You don't have to worry about it. But just type in Dark Lurking 20, 2009. But if you know anything spoiled, here is your warning. So the director said he had put about $200,000 into this. And this is like kind of early on when they were talking about the movie before it released, I guess. He said, this baby better pay off, says Australian filmmaker Greg Connors. He was speaking of his hawking, ambitious indie horror sci-fi hybrid, The Dark Lurking, which, by the way, was also called Alien Undead, and it was also called Alien vs. Zombies, The Dark Lurking. Okay, that's so, misleading yeah. titles. Right, but I'm just saying that's what they were called. You know, you run out of ideas, so. But they probably just went with The Dark Lurking because it just sounded like one of those old yeah. 80s, 90s films, you know. Yeah. But they said they had financiers Stuart Wall and Brent Kennedy. Connor's been shooting dark off on and on since 2006. So they were shooting it for like two or three years, I guess. You know what I mean? Before they were able to actually get it out there because it didn't even hit U.S. until 2010. Oh, wow. I think Japan got it first. Oh. Surprisingly, they were able to sell it out there. The dubbing was probably better. He said the reason why that it took so long is because they would make some money, then they would shoot some, and they oh. would have to make some again, and then shoot some again. Oh. So they're putting little bits into it at a time. It's a it's a huge nod, he said, to all the 80s movies before CG turned monsters into aliens. He Oh, he said, never mind, I don't want to say that word. He said it's a huge nod to all the cool movies from the 80s before CG turned movies bad. Or he used another word. Uh, he said uh, movies like Aliens, John Carpenter's The Thing, Predator, Pumpkinhead, and even Robocop. Fox killed the Aliens and Predators franchises. So he said, we decided to make something new that people could enjoy and would give the time, give them the, and that would give them the same feel from a monster movie 
and it seems to be lacking these days. Anthony Edwards, who played Dare in the movie, who is pretty much the, the main guy for the most part, he plays uh, Dare, like I said. He said, I showed up at the audition with no real expectations and found that I knew half of the people that were involved in the movie. I had met the director, Greg Connors, producer Stuart Wall, and Brett Kennedy on Greg's first short called Netherworld. A couple of years earlier, I had worked with the director of photography and actor Dirk Fogler, Fogler, Fogler in live shows and had met Ozzy Deverish a few years earlier. So the audition process was incredibly comfortable and organic. We rolled through a couple of scenes and improvised a couple more, and the job was offered to me on the spot. Although the time the shooting process was going to be quite long, there was just so much excitement that I couldn't even wait to become involved. So he really enjoyed it, even if it took a couple of years. So, and you're going to have to need that from actors when you're doing it over the long haul like that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's a hard part with actors because they, they got to make a living too. You know, right. they got to get by, they got to do what they got to do. That's why they're on strike right now too. Right. So they can get paid decent. Right. Um, Brett Kennedy, who played Michaels in the movie, the real like dire kind of depressed kind of guy who's like all for himself. He said in 2005, Australia decided they wanted to put a TV reality show called The Dragon's Den on the for broadcast. He said that he was for some reason on Yahoo7.com and saw an advert for this show. He's like, I went and I looked at the information and found that there was no reason we couldn't submit a film as a business plan for the dragons. I rang my mate, Greg, who I had met on the set of Netherworld, a short film that I had auditioned for and got the lead role. And Greg Stewart and the producer and I went on to become good friends after ringing Greg. I told him on the show that I needed a film. So he wrote a 20 page synopsis of a film idea that he had. I submitted the necessary forms of the synopsis and left it at that. About a month later, I got a letter and a phone call saying that they loved the idea of submitting a film and we advanced to the next round of the competition. This is where the fun started. We have to had to have a script and a business plan ready in just under six weeks. So Greg went off and wrote the rest of the script. Stuart worked on as much as the production side of things that he could in regards to the budget and stuff. And I finished off the application that included both of those things and resent the submission. So I guess it's a game show where you have to like come up with a plan or a strategy and you have to do it in a certain time. And it's like a reality show, kind of like, oh. kind of like how Donald Trump did that one show. What was it? The, the, the apprentice, the apprentice yeah, yeah. Like reality shows, right? Yeah. We're pretty excited about this at a time. So a month went by and got a letter saying that they were been selected to go on the show and they were flying us down to Sydney for the day to present on the TV show that afternoon. We had about two or three weeks left to polish off any kind of visual submission that we were to present to the TV. Excited folders and posters in hand. We flew down to Sydney and were put into a hotel there where I was shitting myself because I had to go in front of the panel and sell our movie Greg helped write an intro to the script and would captivate the dragons and captivate them, and we did. But in the end, none of the dragons would commit to what they even considered risky venture. Even though they loved the idea, they were awed at the production quality of the Netherworld and applaud at us for such an amazing representation. So, dejected, they flew back to Queensland the next day. Greg calls me up and says, fuck it, let's make this movie. We had saved a substantial amount of money for a deposit on a house, threw that in the money, 
from both myself and Stuart and the Dark Lurking feature film was in pre-production over the next two and a half years we shot. Built, destroyed, and blew up blew up the set of the <laughs> Dark Lurking when we finally finished it in 2008 and 2009. Wow. So, pretty cool. Oof. Little interesting story there about, like, how it all went down. Mm-hmm. I still want to know if they, like, chose to, uh, you know, like, actually, like, dub the voices or if that was, like, a mistake. And you know what? They could say either or and I would believe them. Right. You know? So it's like if they even wanted to lie about it, they could. They could be like, well, we were trying to go for that retro. You like Italian movies, don't you? Uh Uh-huh. And it's like fucking Mm -hmm. on the side. They're like, God damn. We fucked up. Mike fucked up. He fucking fucked the sound. The up. whole goddamn thing. He forgot to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they wear cans while they're doing it, so it's not like that would happen. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty much it. The movie starts off kind of uh, interesting. You know, you get like a space station that's floating over a planet. We don't know which planet at first, and I guess it's Earth or something. Always. Guess what the name of the planet, the station was called. Do you remember? No. I-D-G-A-F. I don't... Give a fuck? Give a fuck. That's what it is. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I was like, that can't be a coincidence. There's no fucking way. They probably couldn't think of a name. So they're like, Ooh. they're like, I don't give a fuck. He's like, okay, I can just nobody, use an agony. Nobody reads this shit anyway at the beginning. <laughs> so they receive a distress call that they're uh, being attacked by genetic mutations. Like, what are you experimenting on down here? Blah, 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 blah. In the, in the line breaks. So they send down a couple of soldiers, an extraction team to go out and go down and figure out the situation. While then the, the extraction team, the first one, goes down, they get like uh, mired in a bunch of problems and and aliens and crazy shit that's going on on the planet. So they send another team later on to extract the extraction team who was extracting the scientists who the scientists or they only needed one scientist, but they were trying to save everybody's life. This is the part that was confusing is that the first extraction team was down there to save everyone. The second one was only there to save some of the samples and uh, get off. What, that guy? Uh, Yeah, that one guy. The big guy. Well, I thought they were going to kind of, like, kill him in the end anyway. So they were going to, like, say, yeah, we needed you, and then just take it and shoot him in the chest or whatever so he would never tell anybody. Right. Kind of thing, you know, like dead men tell no tales kind of thing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you see this girl in a white room. She's taking a shower and all these guys come in and all of a sudden they're attacked by some mutants (laughs) and shoot each other. And then she's like, he's like bleeding out of the fucking mask like crazy. I was like, okay, this is promising. I was like, there's a lot of blood so far. That's good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, like there was, was like, like a, a ten minute action scene. Right. It was like these these other guys, they take off their masks and they're like, All right, get some, get some and they're like shooting all these mutants. They put a chain link fence up between them because you know, that'll yeah, stop a hundred and fifty yeah. fucking In space. No, I don't know if they're in space. It just oh. looks like space because they're the the set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they're technically underground. In a lab or something. Yeah, there's some sort of underground lab. That they've been experimenting on this, like, stuff, which we find out later is an angel. And do you know what the most famous angel of all time is? Gabriel. No. Satan. Oh, yeah. Because he was banished So they basically, when God banished Satan from heaven, he fell to earth, which apparently is somewhere in northern Africa. 
And they went and found the body and then started replicating using clone DNA and putting it in people and stuff to see if they could make weapons out they of people. Handle, they could handle Satan inside of them. Right, which is what... This is kind of cool. This is why I say it is kind of like a Doom movie in a way because they even have a Necronomicon in this movie. <laughs> Which so is random. Covered in blood. So random. But I like the fact that it was just this slopagetti fucking mess of a book that was just covered in blood. That they got from Party City. <laughs> no, they did not. That was actually a real, like, they actually put it together. Like, I don't know what they used. They probably sprayed down the pages and stuff or something to keep it, like, you know. I don't know, but. It was cool. It was interesting. It was, it was kind of weird to see it, like, right in the middle of the movie. It definitely, that's where you get that doom vibe from, especially because, yeah, they were like using warp technology and then they warped somewhere into hell and they started warping uh, demons into their into their world. Okay. That's what doom is all about. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, well, you didn't play the game. Complicated. Well, that's that's a boring movie. Well, that was the, the game uh, story, but... The, the movie, yeah, it wasn't that good, no. But you know, it, it it was like one of the movies that everybody was looking forward to, and they just should have kept it simple. Yeah. But you know, like there's like let's make it four hours. There's a couple different versions of which way Doom went. You know, like yeah, because there was Doom, like a lot of Doom games that did different things. What so was that on mostly N- it's Nintendo or yeah, it's mostly dealing with Mars. You know, they go to Mars and. They they uncover some shit, some technology. Didn't Total Recall go to Mars? Uh, yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. No, uh, that was yeah. We got it. We got. It. I think we have the fork. No, we don't have the four K of that. That was a good movie. That was a good Mars movie. Yeah. What about that other one that, that he did in Mars? No, no, no. Total Recall. Yeah, it is Total Recall. Yeah. Yeah. Where he had the the the, the lady suit on him. You know. Yeah. That was fun. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah, that was great. That was Two a great weeks. Movie. <laughs> um, There's one scene I liked in this movie, and that was it. That was it? What? So the team is, like, having a conflict, and they're they're talking about, like, ditching people and stuff, and then, you know what I mean? And then... uh, I know what you're going to say now. The, then there was the creature showed up, right? And then one of the guys accidentally axed the lady in the throat. Oh, okay. No, yeah, no, put yeah. the right the, in the chest. Yeah, right in the chest. And then they were like all freaking out because like he wasn't, you know, she was supposed to be a creature, not not one of us. Yeah. You know? So I thought it was pretty funny. Well, the great part about it is that that woman that gets axed in the chest, she is bitching the entire beginning of the movie. Yeah, she is. And when she gets annoying. axed in the chest, it's almost like. Oh, thank God. Shut her the fuck up. But the funny thing is, everybody hates her. They keep telling her to shut the fuck up. And she's loud ass Karen behavior. Right. And she's like, that's the funny thing is. So like, they'll go through a air duct and they're like, okay, we got to keep quiet. Stay quiet. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Then they get out of the air ducts and then she starts bitching out loud. And they're like, shut up. You're going to wake up the aliens and make them come to us. And then they go through another duct and then like the girl and the girl who was like a fucking experiment or whatever, she starts having a seizure 
And then uh, she starts panicking and stuff and starts screaming. And then fucking Michaels fucking decks her and knocks her out. But it's funny because they're always trying to be quiet. And then that bitch is talking more and she doesn't even get punched the in the face. The whole time, yeah. Right, but she does get the axe, which is very glorifying. Do you think they thank did God. On, do you think they axed her on purpose? Yeah, of course. Looked like an accident. That was probably like a fan thing. You know, like where they're just like they the have that, character. that trope in the in the movie, and they're like, finally, we get to kill her off really good. You know, that's what I would have done. That's what I would have. It reminds of. me of that part in Jurassic Park where the guy's on the toilet, the lawyer is on the toilet. Oh yeah, and the the dinosaur eats him. Yeah. T Rex eats him. Delicious. Yeah, that's fan covered in yeah. shit. Anyway, there was a couple of parts that were all right. What it, else? There's a lot of contradicting things that happen in the movie. Like, people who are, you know, they hate everybody, they save the day, and the hero dies, and fucking, you know, they do some things that are kind of anti-tropic, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, it's not, like, 100% like you've seen before, but, you know, there's still tropes in there. But, yeah, there's 40 minutes of it in the dark, and it wouldn't be dark lurking, I guess, if you weren't in the (laughs) dark. (laughs) Mildly lit lurking. (laughs) <laughs> it was raining too you know i don't that, know if it was that raining was the lurking yeah it was i wrote it down that it oh was. when they go outside that one time yeah where the penis head monster that's right yeah smooth like circumcised penis looking head disgusting yeah, it's not a trunk so it's circumcised but it has like this like helmet quality to it and it has no eyes so it just like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. car- <laughs> the Captain Dare guy dies, and then he turns into like a swamp thing creature that has tentacles, which came out of nowhere. Which did come out of nowhere, but I kind of expected it because they just kind of like did a long shot on him when he died, mm-hmm. because he gets infected. Because I think, oh no, one of the other guys, the tough guy who's not too bright, he uh, gets infected by that Dare guy's tentacles. Remember, he, he gets grabbed, and then his tentacles go in his mouth, and he puked up all that green oh, shit. Oh, that's right. And then later on, he was, like, complaining about how his legs didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you see all these, like, tapeworms all over his stomach. Gross. And then he's like, oh, God, it's it's really painful. And it's like, uh, your stomach's missing. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if that's your organs or tapeworms or what's going on. Five minutes later, up and walking around, saving the day. Mm-hmm. No big deal. I don't know what they gave him. But he was fucked up. He has, he dies, you know, of course. But yeah, they go outside when they go to fix the array, the ah. dish, which then the new guy who acts the chick in the chest, who was hiding behind a door, is this, like, guy who knows more than he doesn't tell everybody. You know what I mean? Like, he knows a lot more. Mm-hmm. And that guy is Koenig. Oh, okay. And that's when he, like, whips out a book. He's got, It's like they do science and, like, religion and, like, you know, it's all mixed into one. So it's kind of interesting that way. I, I kind of thought it was interesting mm-hmm. how they did that. So, um, oh, they kill the old lady off, too. And she becomes like a, a creature that comes out to them a couple oh, of times. That's right. She plays like a really meek character. Is it the same actress, you think? I don't know. She did a really good job playing two different characters, I think. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a great actress, but that but it seemed like she was like into it pretty into it yeah like yeah. when she was in like the demon mode or whatever mm-hmm. so um how did they end it do you want to talk about how we ended it 
Oh, her name was Yutani, by the way, that lady. I forgot to mention and that. And what is that? I forget. That is from Yutani, which is the corporation in Aliens. Alien. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Whalen yutani Corporation. I have no idea. I can't keep track well, of these. I just know Umbrella, okay? Yeah, That's the only one I know. Well, it's where um, he went to work after Mad About You. Paul Reiser. Oh, because he was in the second Alien? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, he was in the second one. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> He was in Aliens, where she wakes up and he like helps her out. Right. Yeah. Is it Paul Reiser? I'm yeah, pretty sure, is, yeah. it is. Mad About You, yeah. <laughs> that was good, Alex. Yeah, I'm trying to work some magic here. Congratulations. Right. I'm trying to rip two, two, uh, two nothings together and make a joke, I guess. Um, they have like a, they find out that, that Koenig uh, basically had set a nuke that they're going to do like a fucking nuke from from the station. They're going to do an orbital strike that's going to strike the location and destroy everything. So original. After they extract him out of there and leave everybody else for dead. Right. And um she ends up being the only one. How does he die? Do you remember? No. I'm guessing it was a creature. Didn't he get his hand taken off? Yeah, I think you're, you might be right. I can't. Oh, no. The woman got her hand oh, taken off. Oh, that's right. I know, like, somebody got it was their the hand. the old woman, Yutani. She gets that's fucking right. torn apart on that. Yeah, because the, about that. The, 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 the swamp creature grabs her mm-hmm. hand and rips it off real quick. Um, that's and, right, because they cauterized it with an emergency stick. Right. With a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, there's a part where Michaels, who's the guy who nobody. He doesn't like people. He has to save a day. He has to fight off two or more of these like freaks and then he gets shot in the fucking head <laughs> one of the last uh, extraction team is about to shoot the girl but stops because they want to keep her alive in containment because she's infected with the angel virus which is angel. You know, it's interesting because they like yeah she's got some sort of angel in her which is an alien essentially it gets eaten by a new penis monster by that time so the girl, of course, makes it to the elevator, and when the door opens, she sees, like, sunlight, and then she gets hit in the head, but the, like, blood, like, goes back into her head, and she breaks one of the containment guy's arms and punches a hole in his head and smashes his brain. His Her eyes go black like a demon. Right. And she, like, starts killing everybody, like, gloriously, which is, I wish, would have happened a lot earlier on, you know? That's what I'm saying. Why didn't she fucking, she should have transformed, like, 40 minutes ago. Right. Like, what the fuck? But, you know, she basically ends up getting saved by the extraction team, essentially. They make it back in time before they do the orbital strike. And then everything just goes to hell. Yeah, because she's... Because the demons have risen. Yeah, the demon has escaped and gone into infected the population. And let the... Uh, what's it called in the Bible begin? Let the... Uh, apocalypse. Uh, apocalypse thing begin. What's that last chapter of the Bible? <laughs> revelations. Yeah, let the revelations begin. <laughs> I forgot what it was called. A lot less crickets. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do have another movie to talk about. If you want to watch that, of course, like we said, you can watch it on Tubi, Prime, wherever. But the next movie we're going to talk about is Future Fear. Future Fear. From 2021. 2021. This was also known as Stellanomicon Future what? Fear. <laughs> Stellanomicon? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, it's, it's a release by Wild Eye Releasing. Not the 1997 movie called Future Fear, by the way. Which looks interesting, but coincidentally is also about an alien virus that plagues the Earth. 
Oh, what a future fear that is. Which is the wraparound of this movie is about that specifically. Uh, They're reading from a book and they're trying to save humanity or salvage something. (laughs) I don't know what they're they're doing. They're reading from a Kindle. (laughs) Yeah, they're reading from some electronic piece. We'll talk about it later. Uh, It's, uh, like I said, it's a sci-fi anthology, horror anthology. And the wraparound is about the distant future and archaeologists must use ancient technology in hopes of finding a way to fight back an army of alien attackers and escape the planet. This is directed and written by and produced by Kevin May, who is an actor who's been in a ton of stuff, including Fright Vision, Killer Waves 2. He was in Three Teeth, the music video for President X. He's uh, directed a few, too, like VHS Violence 2, VHS Violence, and Apocalypse Warrior. Um, Warrior. Yeah, he did the wraparound in this movie and produced the whole thing, obviously. It's called a wraparound. We also have a short in the film called Desolate by director and writer Andre Luke Martinez, also an actor who's done some work in the Genshin Impact and Onyx Equinox TV series. He's done a couple of shorts like Crystal and A Thing About Trust. We also have another short. It's called Spiders of Doom. That is by director and writer Steven Sprinkles, who is a visual effects and director. He also uh, had some help with Scott Allen Richards as a writer who just did this feature recently called Maya. We also have another short called War Ghost which was written and directed by Selena D. She's an actress that was uh, in Bus Party to Hell, Axe Grinder 2, VHS Violence, and Bleach. She directed a segment in Fright Vision, which is the one that uh, Rebecca did, Rebecca Reinhardt. I think she was like the host of it. Oh, cool. Yeah. And she used to write for our website, actually. That's why I say that Mm -hmm. for longlivethevoid.com. But uh, not not Selena D, but Rebecca, who was in Fright Vision, just Mm -hmm. FYI. But also, we have another short called Isolation by Peter Graves. This is all he's ever done. I don't know anything else about him. He also, um, You Are Not Supposed to Be Here, which is another short by Mike Reeb, who is mostly just a writer. I believe, like, this is his first actual directorial anything. And he's written on uh, Nemesis 5, House of Pain, Robo Woman, and more. He's also produced a few in the and uh acted in some as well Mm -hmm. uh let's see two more we got postmortem which is written and directed by ryan golding he's a cinematographer mostly but he's done a little bit of writing directing too he co-directed mang gasulcha and directed tales from churel deadwater from 2010 last segment in the whole thing is called snare it's by writer-director Alessandro Frasali. He's in a movie called It's Here and a TV series called Strange Events, which uh, he did a couple episodes for, which there wasn't an anthology of the same name and design that it had a, you know, he did a segment for a part two of, I guess, but I didn't, I didn't know. I couldn't find all this information. Like I had to dig just to find him. And the oh, only wow. reason that I found him was because I typed in the word of the name uh, snare uh-huh. and then I saw the like design in the movie and uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's got to be it. And so it was. Uh, Otherwise, I wouldn't. It didn't even say in the credits who did that. Yeah. Which surprised Something me. Confusing. That really surprised me. Um, but yeah, I don't know much about anything else about this movie because it's just it's just weak. 
stuff about it. There's like even the IMDb doesn't even mention that it's an anthology. Which, doesn't yeah, say right. who who else directed or wrote in it. Nothing. It just says you know, it just says Kevin May, and that's it. I thought it was a movie. I didn't it's even like, know it was. it was. It's like it's just trying to deceive you so you'll watch it. Maybe I don't think so. I think they just were rushing this one out. That's what it comes across as to me. But I would love to hear your thoughts on it. So what did you think? But like, since we didn't exactly know what was going on, I was very confused because you don't really know what's going on until like halfway through because I didn't catch all the titles for each anthology. It was like missing titles on a couple of them. We didn't know if it was before or after. Yeah, yeah. and Or it would do it like halfway through and then it also would run credits Right. Like, and it was just very confusing. And then, well, you know, once you get the hang of it and then you're like, oh, well, these are the narrators, you know, they're 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 going through a tunnel and they, they find the Kindle and the Lexa or whatever. And, and then it's the, it's, <laughs> it's she's on a reading. Windows Surface Pro, by the way, they find it. So she's reading these <laughs> stories like to whoever she's communicating with, who they also show. So it was just very confusing. And. Each of the st- stories, it's like, it's called Future Fears, so you think, oh, okay, well, these are the fears of our future, right? But I didn't really get that from it, you know? Like, it, it didn't really seem like an accurate depiction of the future to me. Well, you know, it never is, though, right? Because, I mean, there's movies that have been made that are about the future that aren't right, but they get some things right. Yeah, but, I mean, this is a current movie, and it, it it's very just... Like, I don't know, like, I've already seen most of it before. Like, you know, it it was boring. Like, some of those stories were very boring. I understand they were, like, trying to push a point across, but I just, I just couldn't get into it after that. Um, And then some of them... Well, how did it look to you? How did it feel to you? That's what I'm doing. And some of them had very poor special effects, which I I think kind of... Oh, this is budget. I know it. Yeah, it's very, very, very budget, which I think kind of took away. I mean, I think they could have budgeted and like done it a little bit differently. But like uh, none of the stories really stood out to me either. Uh, or, or, the, or the special effects like completely killed whatever was going on for me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, once you figure out what's going on, it's like, okay, it's done in, to the next story, which is boring. And I think the stories the actual individual stories i think like the best ones of course are at the beginning like they don't they don't end it on a high note and then they did i felt like they didn't really wrap up the narration like what the fuck the point was for telling these stories right like so uh, i don't know so i mean i gave it like a three out of ten. Oh, okay <laughs> because i just i couldn't i i I was more into it than the other movie, but I was just getting so annoyed that I couldn't. And then it just got so boring. I just couldn't keep um, attent- my attention span towards it. Right. But what did, what did you think? Well, I mean, if you're going to watch this, first of all, you got to understand a few things. First of all, this is a super indie film. Okay. And oftentimes when you do anthologies, there are not much money in them to begin with. And I've seen people complain about a million dollar budget fucking anthology. This is not a million dollar budget anthology, I don't think. I don't think they even had that. They literally were doing shoestring anthology on this. There was a the some of the wraparound that, that Kevin May did was literally on grocery store fucking plastic crates 
and they made it, they stacked them together to make it look like she's crawling through a tunnel. A tunnel. <laughs> but it's like, that's the exact same crate. And then, like, you could have mixed it up a little bit, bro. And then they, like, have, like, you know, the, like, military netting over everything, including the Microsoft Surface Pro 2. <laughs> <laughs> like, it grew, well, like, she, into she was the... touching the screen. You could see her touch the screen. I was like, that's a, that's a... That's a Surface Pro. It's got to be a Surface Pro. <laughs> but, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get creative, right? Like, you you don't have everything that you need. You're trying to come up with a movie or something like that that you're going to put out. I don't know how many people are going to watch this movie. The cover is way better than the movie's ever going to be. The, it looks like it's, like, from fucking, like, like someone did a knockoff of, uh, what's that, Soldier's? Starship Troopers or something, oh, you know, yeah. on the front. I was, like, kind of excited about that. I remember we watched the trailer, and there was just so many weird, random things in it that I was like, okay, this looks like it might be so bad it's good. And really, you're going to have to suspend your disbelief. This is very much done in the vein of, like, shot on video. So it is, like, homegrown kind of horror. Not necessarily homegrown because there's these people that have actually done stuff. They've worked on feature films and stuff, but they're we're talking, like, no budget. You know, mm-hmm. so really, this is just like calling in a lot of favors, doing it really quick and putting it out really quick. I feel like the production of this movie, the post-production in particular, was really f- fucking sped up. A lot of the reason why it was jumbled to you is because they typically, from what I remember, what my friends who've been a part of other anthologies and stuff, they give you kind of an idea of what you're supposed to do. Sort of they can have like this format for each of the movies. You know, some of them will have, you know, their mistakes in it because every there's so many people talking to so many different groups of people. And they're like, here's, you know, $2,000, go make a movie. You know, I can't even imagine that they got that. You know, I would assume that they probably got like a couple hundred bucks at most. Right. You know, for each of the shorts. Mm-hmm. And they were like, do what you can, come up with it, make magic. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were like, okay. So, and sometimes a lot of people don't even make the deadlines for those things because they just don't have the money or... They can't get it in in time. So there's a lot of rush around. But, you know, if you look at it from like a creative perspective and like, you know, if you've ever known a friend that went to like film school or whatever, they used to do those film school challenges mm-hmm. where they would like come up with a story really quick and they would draw, uh, you know, items out of a hat that they would have to include in the film or something that they would have to say. Mm-hmm. And they would just put it together and like make these films. It's kind of like if you look at it that way, it's really kind of cool. But some of these shorts actually look and feel a little better than the others Mm -hmm. a lot of them are really like bare bones guys Mm -hmm. like they really are uh the acting is not good at all really there's like maybe one segment two segments that had better ish acting you know i think it was like the last two Mm -hmm. um i would say that i liked a couple of these okay but if you're looking for shorts these are not going to be like tales from the crypt guys no. This is not even going to be creep show, like on Shutter. It's like very, very artsy it's, type of Well, stuff. not even, just like it's very bare, bare bones. People were bitching and complaining about Shutters. I'm like, what did you think? They were going to put $24 million down like they did the first creep show? <laughs> did you think that they were going to put $24 million down on a TV show that, that you know? For a, for a cable add-on. Right. Network. <laughs> well, and people are so critical of anthologies, too. It's like if they are all aren't perfect, there's like some bad taste in their mouth. And so people don't support it like that. The second one they did for Creepshow, they did less budget on and it did pretty good still. 
but I don't think after that they were like going to do anymore. So if you can think on like a very tiny independent level, uh, you know, movie making thing, then this, this will be okay. But otherwise I would skip it. If I were you, if you're very particular about those kind of things, if you're super critical about fucking acting, this is not going to be the movie for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I think there are some cool ideas in here and it is kind of ingenious to see how people like do stuff with nothing, you know, and try to come up with a story. Um, there was one in particular in here that felt like a little bit of like anti-vax propaganda, propaganda. but it, you know, I think that's a fair thing to be worried about for most people is that science might get it wrong considering every fucking movie that we watch is always about scientists fucking something up mm-hmm. and doing something wrong for the sake of just annoying. curiosity. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like it's, there's just no way. Right. That's a natural fear that people yeah, have. Yeah, I understand. I'm just sick of. I'm just sick of it. Like, I know. We're 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 kind of done with like I hearing trust, either side of it. Yeah, really. I want to trust people. Right. You have to, or it just falls apart anyway. So. Right. But yeah, um, I would give this probably a three out of ten as well. Oh really? Oh. You know, I, it could be lower, but you know, like considering the budget and considering all things, you know, it's like a two or a three. It's not going to be high on anybody's list, but it is, you know, it's like practice for some people. It's flexing for others. There are a couple in here that were funny, some that weren't, some super serious. You know, I thought you know, the last two were probably the best out of the two. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about that in the uh, extras and everything now. So. Okay. But if you don't want anything spoiled, you know, you can always watch this movie. She gave it a three. I gave it a three. It's could, a three. It could be like a 2.5 or a three. I could see that. But I definitely enjoyed The Dark Lurking a little bit more. And that I was being more fair with, I think, than you were. So mm-hmm. if you want to watch it, check it out on Tubi or on Prime. Just search for the movie Future Fear. And you'll see it with a giant bug over this guy that has nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> there is a giant bug in the movie, but not that one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so if you know anything spoiled, here's your warning. So the only other thing I have about this is that Kevin May said that he had learned to be a director by watching and studying Dustin Ferguson, whom he considers to be one of his cinematic heroes. Who's Dustin Ferguson? I guess I'll look it up. I thought you were going to say that's why I asked. I'm 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 pretty sure he's like a, a director. I'm looking it up now. He's like a producer director. Yeah, he did like all those like mega ape. Ebola Rex, Apex Predator. Oh, Ebola Rex. Yeah, like the, all those like cocaine, like cocaine cougar. <laughs> <laughs> Closet monster. That looks actually kind of cool. I like stuff like that. Silly stuff like that. You know, can't take it too seriously kind of thing. That's really all the extras that I had on this. Now, immediately the wraparound in this movie is literally two scenes one girl walking around sitting on fucking plastic reading stories what is it called plastic crates or what are they called pallets yeah yeah they're like the plastic pallets that you get Mm -hmm. (laughs) in grocery stores and i think i only remember that because i worked in a couple of grocery stores growing Uh, up yeah do you want to talk about what you thought when you first started this movie up uh immediately i had no idea what was going on especially when she started crawling through the same 
set tunnel like five times. Yeah, that she was really weird. Yeah, you kept seeing the same like uh, uh, military mesh. Yeah, with a, in the same shape. Yeah, and it's like, can they change it up a little bit? Just move it around <laughs> to make it look like she's actually like. Well, it's like it's like you know how like if you were in a duct, there would be four walls. There'd be the floor, the ceiling, and the two walls on yeah. either side. They basically just take out the ceiling and the right side, and then use the camera. Yeah, and they didn't even, like, move the camera. They just had her crawling. Yeah. Like, one shot to the next for, like, five, six times. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, like, how deep is this Kindle? Like, <laughs> Where is this Microsoft Surface Pro? <laughs> exactly. Where is the Alexa? And she this just kind of... ancient kinda, technology. I, I love, too, when she picks it up, she just kind of looks at it and she sets it aside, and there was nothing else for her to grab to look at, so she just picks it up again, but this time, the second time, she's super interested in it, and then she flips a couple switches on a circuit board, and she's like, ah. Oh, I figured it out. I, I pushed the on button, because nothing else has an on button in the future. <laughs> Everything is a hologram. Alexa, turn on... No, I'm kidding. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, it'd be Siri, I think, right? Or no, no, it would be, uh, what's the Cortana is Microsoft. Oh, yeah, that's right. So so then they go into the first story. Was that Spiders of Doom? Well, I got to point a couple of things out. Yeah, the Spiders of Doom. The first one is a really short one where a bunch of soldiers get taken out by some sort of red-eyed ninja, some night ninja who doesn't see, like, the large bright lights that everybody's, like, hiding under. Oh, yeah, but didn't that go into the story though the i don't know story? i'm so confused on that yeah, i think that was another short was horrible it was a horrible like... no she was a different girl it was a different girl there was click and otis who were from the future oh yeah yeah the and other one it... she was reading and so this is what i gather that girl that she gets the surface pro she's reading out of a digital book called the stellar nakanomicon oh and it's a ancient cursed book of stories that she's reading from that's the wraparound of this movie wraparound that's why i should have said that in the x in the uh that's fine you know that's what it's because it was originally called that stella nomicon nomicon stum but the sequel the second one you see the like first one kind of run into the second one a little bit like there's this guy he's getting up for breakfast he's using all the screens on the in the air all the hologram yeah the hologram stuff and uh and titties and ass music video pops up oh that's right what Next, was it there was it, dude, it was just a music it video was called acid it, titties it was called ass and titties yeah Oh, I thought you said acid. No, I didn't say acid. I said ass. And ass titties. and titties. Was what I yeah, ass and titties. I was I like, just was, acid titties. I was talking really fast, okay? I was trying to talk before you you, you chimed in, okay? Well, it sounded like uh, something from Street Trash, because the girl gets that stuff all over her chest. Oh, I wouldn't know she that. she tears her boobs out. Like, it's kind of wild. <laughs> but yeah, they like uh, there's a like report on TV, and they say... That there is uh, some spiders, large 245, trioxin 245 enhanced spiders are hatching and they are very dangerous. This is from the director of Steven Sprinkles, who is a visual effects and uh, director. And uh, he actually did that Mia movie that's coming out. But yeah, total nod to the movie Return of the Living Dead, trioxin. Oh. That's the, the the drug that they try to sprinkle on weed mm -hmm. to get people to stop smoking weed. Oh. Which turns people into zombies, so evidently. Oh. But the fun, this was an interesting one because 
he this this random guy who's just like kind of a douchebag is sitting on the couch and he's like i've got 239 dollars in my bank account and he's like calls up a let's see if i can get a prostitute yeah he calls up and it's like are you a cop you have to tell me if you're a police officer and he's like no she was like all right so it looks like you're looking for someone to fuck and he's like wow direct so he goes down to this hotel to meet this girl and then like he didn't have enough credits because he bought some hot dogs and she's like whatever give me the hot dog i'll take the hot dog or whatever and they're having sex and a spider comes over him and then eats his head yeah it like it's a little spider and then it grows into a big spider right and then it like eats him up and then the spiders has this female head pops out of the spider and i guess they she was working the spider was working with the prostitute because the spider was like thanking the prostitute for taking care of her babies or so it's stupid essentially the <laughs> prostitute was the web right she was luring her into her web to get food to eat the the, the human yeah she's like i'm not gonna kill you yet and then uh the the guy that, that he had passed to the neighbor comes in after that to the same spot and he's like hey you wanna what did he say oh he said um he's he like comes i got in with cocaine oh he said, I got edible and regular cocaine. And he's like, you ready to party? And she eats the hot dog. And that was it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, I guess. What was your other, what was, that was, that was one of the the better ones. I thought, what what other one did you like? Um, I didn't like the isolation one. That was the story about the virus and the antibiotic resistant bacteria. That was dumb. That one just felt like. Okay, we've heard enough of that shit already. I don't really want to hear about it. Because, like, the guy, like, infects himself, and then it's like, oh, he wasn't really trying to infect himself. It was the antidote. Ah. That's what kills everybody. Ah. Um, Which, yeah, we were like, no. <laughs> I wasn't having it. I was done. The next short is the one about three men. There's, like, one guy being chased by two men. All of them are wearing suits. He crosses a bridge. And this is the, the one that stopped. The men stopped uh, going after him once uh, he crosses that bridge. Right. Because he's like, don't I don't go down that road. <laughs> so it's called you aren't supposed to be here. And he runs into a bunch of kids that keep saying you aren't supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like murdering people in the forest. They all wear like straw hats and shit, like very uniformed, like uh, outfits or whatever. And then he happens upon this like farm and this lady's like making Mm-hmm. children with her lab oh yeah yeah and then uh so kids come up behind him and she stabs him in the back and then the kids drag out the body and she's like you know one of these days i'm gonna have to make you a father That's weird <laughs> and they're like you don't belong here as they're dragging the body away <laughs> <laughs> and he's dead i thought that was kind of cute um there's also the other one which was post-mortem that was probably the more um artistic one mm-hmm like I could, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is by Ryan Golding. He did the uh, the one on that. It was about this model who goes into this agency, and it, there was like some messaging in here that I didn't quite follow or pick up. She's like getting ready in the men's bathroom, and like she's there early, so she probably feels like it doesn't matter. Although we wondered if it meant something because she goes into the female bathroom afterwards, but she's in the makeup room and then some guy's like, can I ask who's on the other side of the, who's in this uh, bathroom with me? She's like, oh, sorry. I just came early because 
I'm a model and I'm just getting ready. And then he asks her questions and stuff. And then he starts to get darker and darker and darker about the questions that he's asking her. And you soon find out that she was dead mm-hmm. and that she was talking to the dead because she was going to die or did die. I don't know. I didn't really understand it. This is a hologram. I, yeah, she was like talking about how she was a model her whole life. Her mom was a photographer, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I thought it was decently good because like when she's scared of that guy and he comes up to the stall, that was like kind of a cool bit of shooting, you know, where he sees his feet and then you see the hand come up over the top mm-hmm. and then her mouth like is a gape and she's like so frozen mm-hmm. from fear, you know, future fear, future fear, <laughs> future fear of a ghost. And then the very last one, which was snare mm-hmm. where this girl's like on the phone and she this guy in his black mask just comes up behind her and drugs her and takes her off to some oh, that's right. place. You don't really know what's going on until the very end. And this is the one that I'm pretty fucking sure that this is based off that Japanese guy that they had a reality TV show about. Oh, right. Where they like locked him in a room and he wasn't allowed to leave. He wasn't allowed to buy. He like they gave him a certain amount of food and they gave him a certain amount of water. And the only way that he could eat, feed or like do anything is if he did these lottery scratch offs. What do they call like the the scratchers? No, the what is that thing we used to get in the mail all the time? The the publishing clearinghouse thing. Yeah. Where you could like do these. They, they do this thing in Japan where you can get these scratchers. And you can, like, basically get, like, free shoes or free whatever. They're, like, a voucher for all these things, and they mail it out to you. Well, they put this guy in, like, this, this like, single apartment for, like, a year. And he was to win, like, a certain amount of money. It wasn't even that much. Did he not know he was supposed to do this, though? Because that was the point of the story. He didn't didn't know. know the rules when he got in there, but they, like, stripped him all of his clothes. He was nude. Like, he didn't have anything. That seems to, legal. He, yeah, he didn't have anything to sit on. He didn't have anything to write on. And nothing. Like, there was nothing in that room until except for the scratchers. It's weird. And, like, I'm pretty sure this movie, this, this short is based off of that. Because this girl gets kidnapped. She gets thrown in a room. She's, like, losing her mind. She tries to, to make an escape by stabbing the guy with a, a piece of flimsy plastic. Well, yeah, but the, the, I want to explain some things before you go to the very end. There's a oh. fir- the first room she's in. I mean, you can jump to the end. I know you want to get this over and done just, with. No, I was just... <laughs> that part just bothered me. Sorry. Well, she gets thrown in a dirty-ass room with a bucket with shit all over it. And then the next thing I know, she, like, flips out about it. She's panicking, of course, like anybody would. She's covered in filth. And they take her out of the room, and then they spray her in a corner. They put her in a cleaner room this time with a semi-cleaner bucket. And then she flips out, breaks the bucket, stabs someone in the neck when she gets taken out. And then they put her in a cleaner room with better clothes and a cleaner outfit. And, like, she goes to the bathroom and stuff, and she realizes, like, people are watching her with a camera. And she's like, you sick freak, but you can't hold it anymore. So she finally goes. And it's like this whole thing. And then at the very end, when she's just about giving up hope, they're like, she did it. The, The walls open up, and she's on a game show. And she won $200,000. Or she's about to. And they're like, well, it's up to the audience if you oh. win. Oh, yeah. You made us laugh. You made us cry. And then you find out that she was put in there by her fucking brother. brother. Who was like, yeah, I nominate my sister. See, he was trying to help her. Yeah, you can't just fucking kidnap I'd do somebody. It. I'd be fine with it. <laughs> Give me the money. Um, But yeah, like, 
it, it kind of reminded me of that because it's like she's just like what what i'm on a show like what's going on right and he's like how do you feel you you, you might have won two hundred thousand dollars and she's like what what are you talking about no nerves <laughs> just like that <laughs> All of a sudden, she turned British. Err, err. It's it's not British, Christina. What is it? It's fucking Australian. Err, err. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, yes, yes. Doesn't sound like it. Water bridle. I can't see. What? Can't, never mind. It's a it's an inside joke. Never mind. You won't get it. I don't get it. Um, when they say water bottle, it's different. I think they're like British people, they say it differently, or I think Australian people do too. I don't oh, know. All right. Anyway. She gets out, the audience votes on her and says that she wins, and it's like, end of the skit. But the real story of that guy that they probably got that from, they kept stringing that guy along every time he won. They're like, oh, you didn't do this, so we're going to have to stretch it out because the show was so fucking popular that they wanted to keep him in there. It's it's an amazing documentary. You need to look it up. I can't think of what it's called. If you guys can help me, I will post it in our social media so you know what I'm talking about. But that... I am 100% sure that the person oh, based on that. who wrote this was like in, inspired by that. So, but they only had like X amount of minutes to like incorporate all of that into one story. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for that movie. The uh, At the very end, the girl who found the Necronomicon book on the Surface Pro, um, they just leave her behind in the past. And she's... They're in Bye. some, yeah, they just like kick her out and then Otis, the leader is like, you sure we should, this is a waste. And they're like, yeah, this is your point to prove yourself to the fucking collective or whatever. Right. And he's like, okay, well, let's all right, go. I guess she's leaving. Bye. Yeah. And then they just end the movie and they play a song and then all the credits roll. And some of the credits didn't even have the names of the people who wrote the stuff. But yeah, it was weird. Your boy found it out. He figured it out. Good job. It's a little sleuthing. Sleuthing on the Google. <laughs> it's a lot harder than you think, and it wasn't on Oh, Google. I know, I know, I know. There was no, yeah, I had to, like, get smart. Right. Well, you are smart, so there you go. I know, I'm very intelligent. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I wasn't real fond of this one, but, you know, maybe, maybe somebody else will. I mean, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. I think... These people could make better stuff later on, maybe if they have more money. Right. You never know. You know, but you do what you can with what you got because you want to create be creative. So that's all that really matters. So I didn't hate it. There's far worse, like Howling Four. Yeah. Which is coming out on Blu ray by the Why? Four and seven. Why? <laughs> Why? Anyway. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming by this week. We really appreciate it. So next week, we're going to be doing something a little bit different, a little bit more popular than the movies that we've been doing recently here. So uh, don't worry. So we're going to be watching Martyrs from 2008 and the remake, the American remake, Martyrs. I haven't seen. From 2015. So uh, I haven't really looked these up. So if there is some sort of complications, we might replace one of the other one. But... Plemke sent me out the 2008 original French movie and we have yet to watch it and uh, you know I think it's a popular one that I think a lot of people would like to hear what we think it's about time. it. It's a, it's a it's an extreme movie. It's a French extreme film. Um, there's going to be some stuff in it that a lot of people don't like necessarily but this one I've heard compared to one of the worst. I always think like it just depends on what it disgusts you the most and like Serbian film is pretty up there but uh. 
the same regard some people will say august underground which by the way is on its way for me to review so stay keep an eye out on uh, youtube for that <laughs> uh, but uh yeah this one's i i think uh, I, t- I think it's tolerable and a lot of people consider it to be one of their favorite movies because it's so uh deep and kind of fucked up but uh yeah, it's shot really well too so um, but yeah, that and the remake we'll be watching next week. Unless something changed, please stay tuned to the social media. Give us a follow on TikTok. Give us a follow on Threads, and uh, let's uh, let's do this thing. And thank you guys so much for coming by. And as always, long live the void.